All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Bible News Radio. I am your host, Stacey Lynn, and I'm glad that you are joining me today. I want to remind you to go over to our website, hearttug.org, hearttug.org. Go over there and uh, join my email list. That's really the best thing that you can do right now. We are in a process here of um, we're going to be updating. We're going to be doing a new website and we're going to be launching a mobile app. We have joined with uh, Subsplash, which is one of the largest platforms out there for, for Christian ministries. And um, that's, that's as a result of being banned from YouTube, right? So we were, we were banned from YouTube, and as a result, we lost our video audience over there. But uh, if you want to stay, stay in touch, um, I'm really excited because probably in about a month or so, we're going to have a brand new mobile app. It will be available on Google and also on Apple under the name HeartTug International. We also have new giving where you can give through the app uh, and all of that. So I'm really excited about that. I wanted to share that with you right off and welcome you. If you're one of my uh, regular podcast listeners, I want to say, hey, please do me a favor and join us because join me in my email so you get updated about giveaways and some other things and and the release of the app but you can also listen here this will actually be linked through the app um, so you'll have one place to go to get our interviews that we do on video to get our podcast here that we're doing on audio and just some of my commentary that i'm i'm going to be doing and that's actually what today's show is about and i want to preface this by saying that one of the new things I'm launching in January is a Bible study. And this Bible study is going to be on Zoom. So anybody all over the world can join. Um, And what I'm going to be doing is I'm doing a Bible study on eternal security and how you can know that you know, that you know, that you are saved and you can be secure in your in your faith now this is going to be taught by my friend dr andy woods who is the pastor of sugarland bible church and he's also the president of schaefer theological seminary the way this class is going to be set up is we're going to be doing part with his teaching on video then we're going to have discussion and i will be providing bible study questions throughout the week there is a cost to this bible study for administrative purposes and that's $25. So that information will be available in my email. So if you want to join that Bible study, um, we are going to be launching it in the second week in January. Um, and then I'm going to be closing registration after that because um, this is an 11 week study. It's going to be meaty. It's going to be great. And I know that the topic of eternal security might not sound exciting to you. <laughs> Or maybe you're like, really, Stacy? why are you doing this, you know, type thing now? And I have to tell you that the reason why is because we live in days of deception. We are living in days of massive deception. And what I want to talk about Franklin Graham and Amy Grant, um, just kind of in passing here, but it's tied back to one of the reasons why I'm offering this study, and I think that it would really benefit you, especially if you're somebody who is confused or you've heard a lot of different teachings, because what Andy does is he, he not only looks at the arguments biblically for 
you know, quote, once saved, always saved, but he's going to lay out other belief systems that are out there, people like John MacArthur and others uh, who teach things that really are not in line with the Word of God. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be great, and um, I'm very happy to to announce this and share it with you, and I'm also happy that Pastor Andy has agreed to allow us to use his teaching. Um, he's been very gracious with me. He's a gracious, godly man who I absolutely adore, um, and his teaching is, is flat-on biblical. It's great. So, so go over, join my website, go my email list at hearttug.org. That way you get more information about that. And you'll be notified when our app comes out, so you can download that. And always take us wherever you go, and you'll have access to archives and other stuff. So, But did you see the other day Franklin Graham tweeted out uh, in outrage that Amy Grant um, is going to be, her and Vince, her husband, um, are going to be hosting a wedding uh, for her lesbian niece on Amy Grant's farm. Um, and the reason is, is because Amy Grant loves her niece, and Amy said that that uh, God, God told us to love one another, and this is part of what I'm doing, right? Well, Franklin Graham, of course, is upset because, you know, he, he sees himself as the spiritual leader of the nation, I think, um, and I don't think he is, but whatever. So <laughs> I wanted to share a couple of thoughts with you about this. Um, and I'm not going to, I'm just going to share a couple of things. First of all, and you might be surprised at this. If you're a long-term listener of mine, you, you might be a little bit surprised at what I'm going to share. And the reason I'm sharing it is because this is some new understanding that I've gotten as a result of learning about my eternal security, right? So there are people in the world who believe that if you practice homosexuality and you are living in this lifestyle and blatantly sinning against God with homosexuality and all this stuff, that you're not saved because this goes flatly against the word of God. And it does. It's completely against the word of God. Um, the Bible calls the acts of homosexuality abomina abominable. It's an abomination unto the Lord, right? Um, and this is true. So, you know, but I had a friend of mine say, well, is pointing people who are in sin to our morality, how we understand it, because God revealed it to us, is that really the best way to show people God's love? And my response is no. The best way to show God's love is to point people to the cross of Jesus, where, where Jesus you know, laid down his life for us. He laid down his life to be the propitiation for our sin, to be the payment for our sin. He laid down his life so that, that we don't have to pay that penalty of debt because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Jesus died in my place and thereby taking upon the payment for my sin, he paid for it. And all I have to do is, is accept it. That if, if I want to accept the gift from Jesus, that, that's what he did, for me, then great. Then I will believe in him, I will receive him, and I will become his child. And that's basically how you become a Christian, is you believe 
Jesus and you received the gift that he gave you when he died in your place and paid for your sin. A lot of people are like, well, why, you know, why do you got to even talk about that? Blah, blah. <clears throat> well, because if you don't warn people about the wrath to come and, and that, you know, their payment has already been paid, um, and they go to death without receiving or knowing or believing in Christ, then, you know, their eternity is, is not going to be spent in a real, real nice place. Just saying. And if you care about people, then you'll point people to the cross of Jesus. And I think sometimes that that is lost in our culture. I think it's lost in the church sometimes. Um, I don't think it's a mistake that crosses have been removed from churches in recent years. So that's one thing. Now with that said, Franklin Graham and Amy Grant at one time both have received Christ. They both have professed belief in Christ. Um, God raised them both up for various reasons. Um, you know, Billy, uh, Franklin Graham actually inherited Billy Graham's organization, his father, um, and Billy, Franklin Graham was also a prodigal, uh, walked away from the Lord for many years, and then eventually came back and, I guess, founded Samaritan's Purse, which is a relief organization that gives food and aid um, in disasters and feeds people all great things all things non-believers can do except for the gospel part amy was discovered as a singer when she was a teenager uh the lord you know she ended up getting a record and she essentially became the queen of christian uh, christian music right um she um released very christ-centered gospel-oriented music way back in the beginning of her career and then as she got older she ended up um crossing over to contemporary pop music which was a huge stain on her reputation back in the day because there were people who were just thought that was an anathema like you know how dare you and then many years after she was married to Gary Chapman who has who it was well known he had a drug addicted a drug addiction problem um, many years after being married to him she ended up getting divorced from him and ended up marrying Vince Gill. And so a lot of people have attacked Amy because she got divorced and a lot of people have accused her, even up to yesterday I saw on Twitter, uh, people have accused her of committing adultery and um, all this. Her and Vince supposedly committed adultery with one another while they were both still married. I actually don't believe that's true. I think that's a lie. Um, and, you know, I've talked to Amy, I've interviewed her twice um, and I know a lot of people that actually know her personally, um, and there's nobody in, at least in the Nashville area that I know of personally, and I know quite a few people that have anything bad to say about Amy Grant, but there are a lot of people who are critics, and there are people who are critics of Franklin Graham. I happen to be one of those. Uh, Franklin Graham comes off to me as a narcissist, a classic narcissist, um, and given that I've interviewed Nagme Abedini, uh, Panahi actually is her maiden name, um, about how Franklin, you know, forced her to, she, he kind of bullied her into wanting to stay with Pastor Saeed, her husband who had raped her and abused her. And, you know, even Franklin Graham's sister sided with Nagme, right? 
So there's evidence, there's audio on this. If you want to go dig through the, the Roy's Report website, you can go ahead and do that, julieroys.com. She's done all the investigative work on that. So, so here's the thing. This is why I bring this up. Because, you know, Franklin isn't an angel. And by some standards, Amy Grant isn't an angel either, right? So here you have two Christian leaders or Christian celebrities who, who are out there in the world. Um, and then one day, Franklin Graham decides to attack Amy Grant and, make, and just blow this up, right? Um, I think Franklin needs to stop doing stuff like that. And if he's truly an evangelist and a gospel preacher he just needs to focus on the gospel amy has a right to do whatever the heck she wants um and unless you're really seriously under a rock and don't know that amy grant has always had um a homosexual gay following um then i don't know what to tell you i mean i actually saw on twitter yesterday there was a guy who actually didn't even know she was married to vince gill and i'm like oh my gosh She's been married to Vince Gill for 20 years, you know. <laughs> they have a child together who's 20 years old at least. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really well known that Amy has a gay following. Um, and, you know, and so here she, her and Vince, they announced apparently, I'm not sure where they announced it. I think it might have been at one of their Christmas shows. They have been in the process of doing 12 days of singing at the Ryman. Um, and this is a, a good thing after Amy's bike accident that happened in the summer that, thank God, she has been recovering from and is doing pretty well, apparently, well enough to be able to perform. So I bring this out because what I'm going to say may surprise you, uh, especially those of you who've listened to me for a long time. And what I'm going to say is that you know, we have Christian celebrities, and what happens is people get all enamored with the celebrity. And believe me, I know this because I've interviewed them for 18, almost 18 years. Um, I can tell people, oh, I'm having so-and-so on the show, and they'll go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe. You know, I actually have one fangirl who, who just every time she talked to me, you know, she would just bring up certain people that I know. And she was like, oh, I can't believe I know you because you know these people. And I'm like, oh, my God. In my mind, I'm like, oh, my gosh, please go. You know, how old are you? You know, <laughs> are you a teenager? Because, you know, these people are just people. And really, most of them are not worthy of being emulated or praised for anything. It's the image that's put out there, which is why I absolutely despise and hate Christian celebrity. It drives me crazy. But... If you're a new listener, one thing I can tell you is that way back, you know, in 2005, 2006, when I was praying and asking the Lord for me for a clear direction about what I should be doing with my life, um, one of the things that I asked for was an interview with Amy Grant um, if he wanted me to do this type of online ministry, and I got it. In fact, this show, my, me, Stacy Lynn Harp, I am the very first person to actually have interviewed Amy Grant on a podcast. My podcast was her very first podcast. And not that that's going to get me in anywhere, but, you know, it's kind of a cool distinction to have because at the time, my idea was similar to probably what most people feel. But, you know, as, I, as I've grown up, because it's been almost 20 years, as I've grown up in my faith, and I've grown as a middle-aged woman, grown into a middle-aged woman, 
you know, the more I see really the detriment of Christian media in many ways, right? I mean, it's just created fan people, fan boys, fan girls for, for, for human beings that really don't deserve any praise whatsoever, really. I mean, myself included, and I'm, I don't even put myself in that category. My husband tells me, oh, you're a minor Christian celebrity. I'm like, yeah, I'm a minor, 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 minor so-called Christian celebrity. Very few people know who I am, okay? So all that to say, I'm bringing this up about Franklin and Amy for a couple of reasons. Number one, you know what? They're both well-known believers. I don't question the faith of either one. Um, their walk is different than my walk. Your walk is different than my walk. My walk is different than your walk. I, for one, have never been divorced, thank God. I, for one, have never been married to a drug addict, thank God for that. I, for one, have never been a prodigal, thank God for that. You know, I haven't, I haven't participated in any of those particular activities that Amy and Franklin have. I didn't inherit a ministry uh, that has millions of dollars coming into it. I don't live, you know, on hundreds and thousands of millions of dollars like either one of these guys do, Franklin or Amy. I don't live on that type of budget at all, not even remotely close. I mean, our ministry brought in $5,500 last year, so, or this year, for the whole year in, in 2021 or 2022 rather. Um, so I don't have the affluence. I don't have the money. I don't have the backstory that either one of Franklin and Amy have. I don't, I don't really know why Franklin decided to go after Amy unless he's, you know, I see him as a narcissist. He needs supply, which means he gets attention. Amy Grant, she announces this, I guess, at the Ryman during one of her things. She knows she's going to get backlash. She's not stupid. But it's great publicity for her, if you think about it, because she's got records coming out and, and she's doing these tours, and so she's going to make money that way. But you know what? It's business. A lot of this is just business. It's not ministry. Um, it really isn't. Neither one of what they really do is ministry. What Franklin does, I don't see it as a ministry. I see it as the same thing Red Cross does, um, with the exception they share the gospel. But but if you go and you look at Franklin Graham's books, a lot of, you know, there's been some questions about it. So all that background to say that if we're going to look at the salacious gossip in Christian media and we're going to start judging Amy Grant and Franklin Graham um, and, you know, saying one thing about them or one thing about another, here's where I come down on it. Because the big issue is Amy Grant's advocating for gay marriage, right? But like I said, everybody who knows anything about this woman already knows that she's advocated for this for years. It's probably been at least 20 years. I mean, I don't even know how long. Um, you know, there's an article out there. Is she, uh, is she actually dishonoring God and, and all this other stuff? You know, does this honor God or dishonor God? And, you know, I think the greater question that I want to address here is, does anything we do honor or dishonor God? Does any action that we do, does it honor or dishonor God? Right? I mean, we should be, all believers should be asking these questions. 
And, and, you know, a friend of mine said to me, you know, Christians are supposed to be known by their love. And this is true. We are. As Christians, we're supposed to be known by our love. The world will, will know that we are Christians by our love. I think it was John that wrote that in First John, right? Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God and everyone that loves is born God. And, you know, he that loveth not, loveth not God for God is love. And that's what drives me crazy, too, because where is the love? Did Franklin Graham go to Amy Grant privately and confront her first? I doubt it. Um, you know, anyway, so I share all of this and get back to my main point about, about salvation is are just because these things are going on with them, does this mean that Amy isn't saved or Franklin isn't saved? And I have come to the understanding and the belief that the answer is no. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that they've lost their salvation. They're still saved. Both of them are. Um, and, you know, you can be a person who advocates for something God doesn't promote, like gay marriage, and you can still be saved. But here's the concern I have. The concern that I have is that you're, you're in your sanctification process and, you know, when you take your stand before the Lord and you stand before him and rewards are given for your life, what rewards are you, you going to get? Because things are going to be burned up, you know. The Bible actually tells us this, and I believe it's in 1 Corinthians. It might be second, but I think it's 1 Corinthians where it talks about, you know, on that day when we're, the believers are going to be rewarded, our works are, are going to be burned. And then whatever's left remaining will be, you know, will be rewarded for that. So, you know, is what Franklin doing, you know, is that going to be burned up? And is there going to be anything left, you know? The same thing with Amy. What's going to be left, right? But even greater question is for you and me personally to examine ourselves and say, what is it that we're doing with our life that, is honoring God and moving God closer to us. The Bible says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Um, part of that drawing near to God is studying his word and really knowing it. It's reading the word of God. It's trusting the Lord in the times when it's really hard. It's leaning on him and understanding who he is and looking to Christ for everything and making much of him and little of us. You know, Paul said that we should, if we're going to boast about anything, we should boast in the Lord and what he did for us. Because when Jesus died for us on the cross and he paid the, 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 he paid the debt for our sin, he paid the debt for our sin. And, you know, I don't think most believers really have a huge grasp anymore about how great a gift that is. And we're coming you know, we're coming here to a time of the year. We're already here. We're four days away from celebrating the birth of Christ. And we have to remember, you know, what a miracle that is. When Jesus came down from heaven, from his spirit form, and decided to take on a body of flesh. We call this the incarnation. You know, and then he willingly put himself in the hands of a virgin, 
literally put himself inside the virgin. And then he was born, you know, the holy seed, the, the spirit overshadowed Mary. She gave birth, she, gave, she was conceived, and she gave birth to the holy son of God, right? The miraculous birth of Jesus Christ and then his upbringing, how he lived a perfect, sinless life and then willingly went to the cross and laid down that life so that you and me could be saved from the wrath to come if we just receive him as that gift. And part of receiving him is walking with him, being sanctified. And that's what's missing, I think, in a lot of the teaching today is that we're not taught about sanctification. You know, it's interesting. The, book, the books of First and Second Corinthians, when the Apostle Paul wrote those letters, he was, he was writing to a very carnal church. Uh, you know, the word carnal is it's just flesh. It's a fleshly church. These people were born again people. Uh, they had some pretty good sin going on there that Paul writes about, and he was rebuking them over. But they're carnal Christians, and it would be very easy for most of us to fall into that category most of the time. Carn being a carnal Christian uh, is it's in the Bible, right? I mean, but the thing is, is we want to grow from maturity from being a carnal Christian to being a mature believer. We want to be people who walk by the Spirit, and we, we, and we put to death the, the lusts of the flesh, you know. We, we want to be people who honor the Lord with our life, with our lips, with our money, with our activities, with everything that we do. And it's hard because we're flesh. We're flesh, right? And so this, this situation with Franklin and Amy, just kind of, as I was thinking through it, I was like, yeah, I, I personally don't like Franklin Graham because I have a hard time advocating for a guy or, or supporting a man who, who, who's, who's, who actually supported Pastor Saeed who abused Nagme. I think abuse is unacceptable, and I think that him using his power to bully Nagme was completely unacceptable. And the thing is, though, is a lot of people don't know about it because, you know, Nagme doesn't have the resources that Franklin does. Um, I, I love Amy Grant. Amy Grant's always going to have a special place in my heart because when I was a young believer, her music was the very first music that I was introduced to. And um, obviously, you know, when I got to interview her, that was that was cool for me. That was me fangirling, girling, obviously. I'm going to just confess it. But I don't agree with her biblically on this particular thing. So that disappoints me, right? And as most of you know, and hopefully you do, because hopefully you're, you know most of you are boomers that, want, that listen to this show that I know of. If you're not a boomer, let me know, because you know, I feel alone. I'm a Gen Xer here. But as most of you know, often when you meet somebody who you idolize or you put on a pedestal and they end up not being who you think they are, um, that can kind of crash, right? And I think most of us have had that happen. And I won't say for me that really happened with Amy Grant, but it is disappointing. And yet the more I've known, the more Christian celebrities that I know or whatever, you know, look, these people are human. They're humans. They're, they have weaknesses. They have sinful desires like you do and like I do. 
Um, and really, the only recourse we have is to speak the truth in love and to go about doing our own business and making sure that our walk with God is right. We're not Holy Spirit Junior. We can't be like calling out the sins of everybody constantly. That's God, that's the Holy Spirit's job, right? Um, so my encouragement to you would be to pray for both of them. Pray for anybody, frankly, who's in the Christian celebrity eye because you know, ego is a big thing, and unless your feet are firmly planted on the ground and you know who you are, it can be really easy to be taken away with the fame and the celebrity and all that. And I personally think Amy Grant has not been taken away by that. Maybe she was when she was younger. I don't know. But as a 62-year-old, I think she is now, she hasn't been. But she's going to have to answer to the Lord for for doing this marriage. She's going to have to answer to the Lord. And she knows that. She's fully aware of that. She is fully aware of the backlash that Franklin Graham helped create against her. Um, she's fully aware. They both know. They know. They both know how the media works. Um, so my, my encouragement would be pray for both of them. And my final encouragement would be, you know, pray and ask the Lord if he would like you to come into this Bible study on eternal security. Um, because honestly, when you really begin to understand scripture in the way that um, it's intended to be understood, it will change your life. And so in 2023, you know, my goal is to be able to give that, you know, give more things like that to you that would encourage you and strengthen you in your faith. And, I, and I'm gonna tell you something, I know it's not gonna be popular, what I'm going to do is not going to be popular because it doesn't tickle ears the way that most people want ears to be tickled. And you know what? I'm okay with that because I don't care how big my audience is. If I have one person come to my Bible study, then I'm happy with it because that means I get to fellowship with one person. I get to see them grow in their faith and draw nearer to the Lord. And that's what being a disciple maker is all about. God told us to make disciples. He didn't tell us to make celebrities. There's a big, big difference there. So with that said, I hope that you have a great day and I would love your feedback. Feel free to comment here on the show or email me personally. And, you know, I, I will email you back. I do because I know people and, um, and that's it. So I hope that made you think and um, I appreciate you guys listening, tuning in. And as I always say, be bold, stand up, and go with God, people. And if you're listening to this before Christmas, I hope you have a Merry Christmas. If you're listening to it after Christmas, I hope you had a Merry Christmas. And I hope you remembered that Jesus obviously is the reason for Christmas, because without him, there would be no Christmas. So I hope you have a good rest of your day, and thanks for tuning into the show today.